Good evening, gorgeous listeners. It's episode 65 of Law School in Brief. I am Lydia, and I have just the best co-host ever in the history of podcasts, Megan. It's me! Hi! Hey! What's up? Oh man, I have been, I'm coming down off of a very intense survivor binge. Oh, okay. You may recall the, the uh, reality TV show that started in the year 2000 and has had 40 seasons <laughs> since. Whoa, I actually didn't know that there were 40 seasons. Holy crap. Yes. Like, how many ago, seasons have you watched? Oh, well, I've only watched two. Um, okay. I watched season 20 and season 28. But a couple weeks ago, I was just like mindlessly scrolling looking for something to watch. And I saw Survivor season 28. And I clicked on it because I was like, wow, I remember watching Survivor kind of passively as a kid. And I wondered if it actually was any good now that I'm an adult. And it and? turns out it's so good. I can't stop watching it. <laughs> Adam and I have become fully obsessed. Fully obsessed. I've never watched it. Okay. This is this might go on the list. It must. It must go okay. on the list. Okay. Excellent. I just but added anyway. the X-Files to the list, though. Oh. Because I've never watched them all the way through. See, now you have two very prolific TV shows that you could just binge, binge, binge instead of study, study, study. Perfect. That sounds... <laughs> and you know what? This is something I've never thought to share with the podcast, but um, Yale Law School has a Yale Law School version of Survivor. And I know the winner from last year, my friend Eleanor, shout out the Survivor... Wait a second. I, it looked what? very intense. I know it looked very intense and like not law related. I don't know much about it. Maybe she can come on sometime and talk about her experience. But it looked like actual physical challenges from the from the pictures she showed me. So everyone Wait, who's thinking how? about applying there, just just watch out. I don't know if I would do it. How do people <laughs> in Yale Law School have time to compete in a survivor at their school? I don't know. Uh, I mean, they've already made it. What are they trying to prove at this point? You know? I mean, yeah. They're just like, forget just, about just it. Just physical like, strength is left, Megan. <laughs> just... <laughs> it's the only thing left to flex is actual muscle. <laughs> Damn. So. I need to get the, I'll, I'll get the update from her. Not update. It was last year, but I'll get the, she'll remind me. Eleanor, we'll I have questions, point. man. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> you gotta hit us up. Yes. Okay. Well, that's my, those are my big, that's like my big uh, update since the last time we talked. Um, how well, are you? Before we move on, I just would like to know, Megan, if Elon had a survivor, would you win? What? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask if I would be on it. And I, I was probably going to say no. But I mean, if I Let's was going to be required. on it. required. <laughs> Oh, of course. I, okay, here's the thing. I want to say, of course, I would win. But yeah. Adam and I have talked extensively about, <laughs> like, different groupings of people and who would win and who would get voted off and, like, what skills we would bring to the table. Yeah. And the, the whole thing with Survivor is they say outwit – oh, shoot. what Outwit, outlast, outplay. Adam's mm -hmm. nodding. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
And I think that my biggest skill on Survivor would be my social skills. But I have this like nagging feeling that when it came to the like the like doing stuff around camp and like all of that, I just I would be so tired and dehydrated because they're hungry all the time. They're just eating rice and drinking water until they can like kill food. And I don't know. That's just not my jam at all. Yeah, I wouldn't win. I would I would probably sabotage myself so that I could leave. So that you could leave. <laughs> yeah. It's the Wash You Law version of it. If it I mean not the show, I would never apply to be on the show, obviously, but <laughs> if it were just like part of the Wash You Law culture, I'd be like, nah. Nah, no, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. But I think oh. you could win. Oh my gosh, thank you. I will be I will be sharing that with anybody who asks. <laughs> Lydia <laughs> thinks I would win Survivor, so there's that. Put that feather in my cap. Yes. Um, um let's see what I've been up to. Uh, <laughs> Billy and I have been watching Downton Abbey, which I had never seen. Um, we're on season four, so really making our way. Aside from things that aren't on the screens. I think, I mean, I have highs and lows, but I don't have real, like, update updates, you know? I don't have, like, law school updates. I have a midterm coming up on Friday. Yeah, it's multiple choice, 20 questions. So I hope it's, like, chill. Or just, like, hey, just checking to make sure you've been paying attention. This is mostly participation. You know how much is it worth of your grade? I don't know. I think it's worth like a lot. Oh God, no! It's, it can't be chill then. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I hope it's like kind of a gimme for everyone, and then it ends up all coming down to the exam. Anyways, you know that's what I hope. Really, do you hope for that? Yes, because I remember in tax last semester, we had two different quizzes that counted for a lot. And I did poorly on them because they were multiple choice and they were worded so, they were so hard. And I went into the exam with like a 58% in the class. Oh, God. (laughs) Not knowing how that would be curved, you know, maybe that's right, right. But still, it just felt like so demoralizing. And that was the one exam that I had like, a breakdown in the middle of and was crying until oh, yes. brought me coffee. So, and it was my worst grade last semester, obviously <laughs> when you would take a test like that. So I don't know. I just don't want that ever again. You I know. feel you. I don't want that for you ever again either. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you have any update updates? Um, Update updates. Oh, well, um, I mean, this is my high, but, uh, I got vaccinated. Oh, yes. Yes. Why don't Um, I have the air horn? I know. I was like, every time, as I was saying, and I was like, this needs an air horn. But um, I, yeah, I got my first. mm, There it is. You never fail me. I got you. Um, I got vaccinated uh, yesterday. And my arm doesn't hurt anymore. Um, but other than that little arm ache, it was like no symptoms whatsoever. Uh, and it was, it was just great. The, the sense of relief I felt was pretty acute. <laughs> I, I was very grateful to my nurse. I wish I could have like bought her a 
a coffee or giving Aww. her a gift card. I'm just like, you rule. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope everybody's saying that to the nurses who, who, yeah. who administer these vaccines and who take care of people who are sick. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Very That's good. Perfect. And but you get your second one in a couple of weeks. I do. I do. Um, and then I'll be bionic and unstoppable and I will be going back to school in person. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Can wow, you believe? No, I mean, yes, but no, <laughs> I know. You know. There was part of me that was kind of like, like excited to kind of gear back up into the online learning thing. But then I thought, I don't know. It's, it all sounds good in theory. You know, last year when the world shut down, I was actually a little excited to stay home, but it got yeah. old really quick. So I know, <laughs> I know that it'll get old really quick again. And I'd rather just kind of, you know, have my residency being in person, just sort of ease the transition back into in-person mm -hmm. school. That's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But unrelated to vaccines or law school, I have a very important question for you. Okay. So I was paid a visit by my reasonable Aunt Kathy and my Yay! Uncle Dave. Yes, they visited this last weekend and they asked me a question that has vexed me ever since they asked it. What? Um, and the question is this. If you were a punctuation mark would you be an exclamation point, a question mark, or a period? And I, mm. I know what my answer is for me, and I have an answer for what I think you would, you are. But I'm curious to think to to hear what you think you are. That's interesting, because I can think of so many other exclamation. I mean, so many other punctuation marks that, you know. I want to throw in the mix, but okay. We've narrowed it down to sentences. Hold on. Before you say what you think it is, yeah. let's count down on the count of three and we'll both say what we think you are on three. Wait, I don't even know. I was just going to like rat reason it out out loud. Oh, dang it. Okay. God, uh, this I makes you such a certain punctuation just, mark. I can go with my gut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to count down. And then on, I'm going to say one, two, three, and then blah, punctuation mark. Ready? Okay. Okay. Again, this is what we think Lydia is if she were a punctuation mark. <laughs> one, two, three, exclamation point. Exclamation point. Yes. Yes. I mean, I just accidentally even said it earlier when I was trying to say punctuation. So that was a big what, tip That's off. what my gut, I was going to like think through all of them. Like, I like having the final say. That's kind of a period type of thing. I like being a little skeptical. That's like a question mark kind of thing. But I am very excitable. So what about you? you? I feel like you're also an exclamation point. Oh, I am I feel like I'm a hard exclamation point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If good. you want somebody to, to like, no questions asked, hype you, I think I'm your, I'm your girl. Yes. I'd like to think I am at least. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Yeah, don't call me if you want me to talk you out of something. <laughs> <laughs> Only call me if you want me to talk you into something. Yes. Yeah. You want to guess what my Uncle Dave said he was? What is he? 
a hyphen. What? <laughs> like, you weren't given that option. I know. And that's such a hyphen thing <laughs> to do. It's such an Uncle Dave thing to do. It's like, Aww. we gave you three options. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. What about Reasonable Aunt Kathy? Oh, well, I think we, I think what we settled on was she was a question mark. Huh. Because she's very inquisitive and she's always like asking questions to learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very reasonable of her. Very reasonable. So you got a family visit in Greensboro and you're about to go out of town to see more family. Yes. I get to leave. Oh, I know. I know. I'm going to LA on Sunday. I have not been back to Los Angeles since I left. And I know I've said this at least three times in the last five episodes, but (laughs) Like, we are rounding the corner on two years, which is by far the longest I've ever been away. Mm-hmm. You know? And I realized, you know, like, I'm a, I'm an adult woman now, and so, like, clinging on to that kind of thing, I should probably start easing up a bit, but it still feels like home to me. So I do miss it, and I miss my friends and my grandpa, yeah. and I'm going to get to Aww. see everyone. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love. Yeah. So those are those are my big like happy high happy highs. What about you? Do you have any any good happy highs? Oh, I definitely do. I mean, I feel like I spent too long last episode uh, talking about my contractor situation. And for anyone who missed last episode, basically, I thought I had someone heading over to my house to help me with drywall. But then, um, when I asked for something else to be done in the house that we were kind of back at the negotiation table and then it became too expensive way too fast. So anyways, I never got back down to that original, like really cheap quote, but I have a reasonable quote. I have a contractor who's working on the house starting today. So earlier today. So the drywall will be done at some point. I have no idea when, and that is just so great because it was something that I was stuck on in this house. And I feel like once I like paint the walls and stuff, it'll just really seem like it's coming together. Yeah. So it's a big high for me because I've been stuck on it for a while. Well, congratulations. I'm sure that's just like a big weight off your shoulders too. Yeah. Once it's yeah. done, because part of me still thinks like, what if they like, tear it on the wall and find something horrible behind it. You know, like I'm still kind of, it doesn't feel real that it's actually going to be done until I see it. But right. You're like bracing yourself for it to not actually be done. Yeah. Yes. And I am just ready for my next stimulus check. That's all. Yes. I'm just ready now. Now that I'm paying more than I thought. (laughs) Wait. So do we know how much those are and when we should be getting them? I think $1,400 and maybe end of March. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like looking at, I looked through, through some news sources, but like none of them are, seem super official. So I don't want to give anyone bad info. Fair enough. Um, 
I don't know. What about less less fun things? And then um, the topic of the day, dear listeners, I will go more into depth about online tools and just tools in general for work. So not school, but work. And Megan, if you have any things from your residency, any tools that really work for you, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, I know I talked about it a little bit at the end of last episode, but I have more to say, of course. And I know that y'all listeners like those organization tools, so you're going to get it. But You're going to get probably more than you even bargained for. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but first, mm. those... Um, I don't really, so I guess my low would be that my residency is ending on Thursday, which like time flies 10 weeks gone like that. That's wild. Right. Um, and so it's not really a low, low. I did get a lot out of it. Um, not the least of which being that the whole process of the law is now somewhat demystified to me. Whoa. I mean, like, not not big, like, you know, the rule, this is going to, I'm sounding stupid in my head before I even say things out loud, but, like, I am a person who needs to understand how, like, certain form, like, where certain forms get filed and, like, what deadlines are. Like, I hate having right. to figure that kind of thing out. Now I understand all of the little tiny cogs in the machine of like a case that's great you know like from client consult to filing a motion to you know filing an answer or something like that. like I get I get how to do that now um which is which is excellent and it makes me feel more confident but the thing is because of the pandemic I I still feel like I have these big glaring holes in my proficiency um, because my biggest goal for this whole residency for this 10 weeks was to actually stand up in front of a judge and, Ooh. you know, plead a case. But yeah. I never got to do that. I never got to do that because I oh. probably went to court five times in 10 weeks. Okay. And that's because of the pandemic, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, Unfortunately, that means that my first real court experience is going to be in the summer in Boone. And I was really just kind of hoping to to have worked the kinks out before I actually had to do this in front of somebody who hired me based on merit. <laughs> you don't have to laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I feel yeah. like your moot court experience is, is adding to that. I know it's not real, but I don't know. You were speaking in front of real judges, like that's true. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's true. But this, it's like real life, real cases. Judge Judy, this is real life. All of a sudden, right and now, it's like, oh <laughs> God, like you know, I'm not, I'm not arguing on behalf of Jack Hart, the fictional high schooler who you know cleaned <laughs> his gun on on Vid, the fictional Zoom. This is like yes. somebody <laughs> whose kid might be taken away from them because they've been found to be like an unfit parent or this is like, you know, just oh the stakes are like to a high, higher, <laughs> much higher. And that doesn't that adds the, to the pressure. Which yeah. You know, luckily I don't think I will I will crumble under the pressure. If anything, I will become overly obsessed 
and I will like do uh, the most. Um, but still, yes, yes. yeah. So that's that's my low. Mm. What's your low? I don't have that many low lows this week. Okay. Um, like the unpleasant thing I did today was taking a headshot of myself for my summer internship. And I don't know, just haven't gotten dressed up in a while. Haven't. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten dressed up for Zoom interviews, but Zoom is kind of so lo-fi that, and you're moving around enough that if there's a bad angle or whatever, you know, soon it'll be over. <laughs> yeah. people are people are cons- like looking at their own pictures for so much of the time. Right. So I never really was concerned about that, but uh, I don't know, like the one headshot that goes on the, the firm website. No, that's so much pressure. And uh, like, I don't have that many blank walls in my apartment. So I was like moving around trying to get both natural light coming in and like a blank background behind me. Are you taking it? I probably took like 300 pictures and there's like, I narrowed it down to four and then sent it around to different friends and everyone had a different opinion. So it was hard to get a consensus. I should have said, Oh my God, I did not get one of these pictures. I need to see. All right. Also last I checked your hair is pink. Yes. I had to pull it back and cause the top part is Brown. So I looked just like very severe. Aisha's words. Um, shout out to Aisha. Who... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Whoa, this is not at all what I was envisioning. Can I describe this photo to the listeners? <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. So Lydia is wearing makeup, which is not something I'm uh... used to seeing Lydia wearing, which is not a bad thing. Um, okay. So it's like sh- it's shoulders up. Um, Lydia is wearing a red blouse with a high collar with two buttons it's very it's a very smart looking blouse i like this very much thank you oh i'm glad yeah it's a good look um not quite matching lipstick because the blouse itself is pretty red no i think this is this was a good move okay the if you had lipstick that was matching the blouse it would be like a fire hydrant red yeah that's how I would describe the color of this blouse. So the lip color is a little more natural. We have some eyeshadow going on. Oh, I'm into this. And then, so I'm also noticing now, no, no jewelry whatsoever. No earrings. No. I don't have pierced ears. How did I not know that? I don't know. I, I must I have known like that. I feel like maybe you knew that and it just was not worth memory space (laughs) (laughs) memory space oh hold on you just okay so listeners Lydia just sent me another another photo another option in a different outfit and now I'm now I'm confused now I don't know which one I like more well I think the black blazer is out I don't like that expression really that much on my face Mm. I thought it would be playful but I think it maybe is like not serious enough oh no I'm not getting playful from this no. Okay. No, not the black, <laughs> not the black blazer. Not, not at all. You don't look playful to me. I don't know. My, that's I'm not. just smirk. I don't know. Uh, listeners, what you also can't see um, because of the auditory medium is that like there are like several 
different asymmetries in my face. Not like just one, but like three or four points of asymmetry. So sometimes I do this like smirk as if to be like, I'm this asymmetry I'm doing on purpose. Like, this is fun, <laughs> you know? And so sometimes I do that. Uh, but I don't think I really pulled it off there. That's fine. That's okay, fine. So I think I think I'm team I'm team red red top. And okay. I'm gonna in our in our chat right now, I'm going to like my favorite of the photos. Okay. With my a heart. Second one, but then the yep. first one. Yep. That one's your fave too. Okay. So listeners, the second the one, one the most like serious. Like if you see that on a website, like oh crap that's like a lawyer who's gonna like tear down my opponent whereas the second one is like more like friendly second one is way friendlier also so second one Lydia is wearing the red top but it's not um centered so you're getting way more right shoulder than left shoulder which I like there's Mm -hmm. a little ripple in the blouse do you see on like on the on the left taking a selfie so the Okay, I like that though. It like adds okay. this like texture and this nice shadow that I like. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's a good I think it's a good shot of you. Oh. Thanks, Megan. You're welcome. So this is fun. Yeah, the fourth one is too much just like a normal selfie, not like a headshot. I think the first two are the the best options. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. That those are Literally out of like 300 shots. Um, so that was just feels like, and then I had to take a shower afterwards because like there were just layers of makeup because I also don't really know that much about makeup. So it's like so many like layers of things, whatever. I think you nailed the eyeshadow. I don't know how to do eyeshadow. So thank you. Kudos. Look at us making the important Oof. decisions on air in <laughs> real time. This is lawyering, right. folks. That's right. Um, in the interest of making similarly important decisions on air, I have, I have a predicament that I would like oh. for you and perhaps the listener. I, I would love if listeners <laughs> weighed in and told me what they thought the best option was. And I mean this sincerely. Okay. So here's my predicament. You all know I'm going to be in Boone this summer. My my internship runs from June to the end of August. And Boone is a college town. So I've been promised that there are going to be sublets aplenty, mm. which is all good and fine. However, Appalachian State is on a different schedule than Elon Law. So they get out for the summer in May and they come back at the end of July, meaning our summers are off by a month which Mm. means i am having a hell of a time finding a three-month sublet for june july and august Mm. i can find some stuff for june and july but nothing that goes all the way through so i'm left with what i think is a classic would you rather so here's the would you rather okay (laughs) Would you rather spend, let's say, three to five hundred dollars a month to have a room in an undergraduate shared apartment with, like, let's say, one to two other roommates, 
Okay. Which would give you, you know, some flexibility. You can kind of come and go. Chances are, you know, they're not really going to care. They're not going to like lock you into anything and, but you're getting what you pay for. Or would you rather pay, let's say a thousand to $1,200 a month to have your own apartment? However, the latter option would require you to potentially bounce between two to three long stay Airbnbs. So like one month in each. Exactly. Exactly. Um, damn the undergrads thing like can like do you have any inkling of like how cool they are like if they're quiet anything like that like how big the space is well no i'm not i'm not actually it's generic it's generic okay there's an app state off campus housing group um and so like the, I've created a composite sketch of a scenario okay. that I've seen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to, I guess like at the heart of this is like, am I too old to be doing that shit? No, definitely not. Okay. I think you should get a cheap room with some undergrads. I only say that because I know a lot of people who went to app who are like really great and who I would have, who I would live with even in their undergrad forms. But, really? Oh my god, I yeah. wouldn't live with myself in undergrad form. <laughs> I'm sure that there are some really obnoxious potential roommates. That's why I'm like concerned about how you would vet people, but um yeah, I mean, I just I guess I just I'm thinking that you're going to be working most of the day and then when you come home, I guess I'm thinking of like what do you want? when you come home and it kind of seems like it might be nice to have roommates for just a summer. I know they'll be younger, but I don't know. Maybe that would be nice. But this is one of those would you rathers where I give you the option that you weren't expecting. And then if you hear it and still think, uh, then maybe that means you actually really want to have your own apartment. Yeah, you know, as you're saying it out loud, even just the thought of coming home and having to like talk to people that I'm not actually friends with sounds horrible to me. Okay. Well, like I'm like, oh, case. so I come home and like my 23-year-old roommates hanging out on the couch with like their partner and they're smoking weed and like watching Netflix and they're like, you mind if we have a few people over tonight? It's like, fuck yes, I mind. I'm in bed at 8:30 every night. <laughs> Okay, maybe living out okay, so maybe I bet there's like a third way where where you're able to have your own space without paying so much. I don't know what it would be, but I bet that there's a way somehow. I mean maybe I'm trying to find my different service other than Airbnb, you know. Yes. Okay, so if if you or anybody listening to this knows of a service other than Airbnb, please let me know. Um I think my ideal scenario would be finding like some cool grad student who got like a, like a, a fellowship for the summer elsewhere who like has a cool one bedroom apartment. And they're like with like, I don't know, let's say they have like a cat or something. And they're like, I just need someone to like live in my apartment for for three months. I'm like me, it's me. I will do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So again, if you or anyone you know fits this description, please write into the podcast. I'm desperate. 
I love that. I also wonder if you could get on like a month to month lease. Oh God. I, yeah, that would be, I thought about that too. And I don't know. Mm. That seems like a lot, a lot of work too. I'd have to like change my insurance over. I have to like, Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I was being really above board and like, you know, adulting, I would do that. Yeah. All right. Well, this is this is an episode to be continued. Um, I will keep yeah. everybody posted. Yeah. I do love figuring out creative housing solutions. So that's why you're my girl. That's why I'm. That's I'll why I brought it up. This. I'll look into this. Okay. Definitely. Okay. I think it might be a situation where I have to like somehow get back on Facebook. And like go mm-hmm. on an App State Housing Forum because I did Google App State Housing Forum Facebook page and there seems to be like some good stuff up there, but I just don't have a way of posting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth yeah. it for housing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> that's my that's my. I, I can't even fit that. It's not a high. It's not a low. It was just a poll. Is it a man? It's just an update. It's just, just a would you rather. Exactly. It's a follow up to the punctuation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is interesting. That's the difference between us. I would probably go with undergrads and save money. And you're like, I value my alone time and going to bed when I want to go to bed. And that, you know, makes sense. It does. Sometimes it maybe really I think does. I don't value those things enough. I'm just like, money. I could save money. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can you put a price on happiness and good sleep? To me, I don't know. Yeah. Mm, let's see. What else? Did I talk about Divi last episode? Mm, I don't know. This was something that I found out about. It's not in every market, but it's in St. Louis. And it's like a rent to own housing startup that you like pay rent every month. And part of that gets saved towards a down payment for a house. So if you don't qualify for a mortgage yet and you don't have enough saved up for a down payment, but you won't be able to save up for a down payment while you're paying rent like somewhere else, then this Uh is kind of like a way to do both. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. So that's one creative housing thing I looked into uh, recently. Anywho, um, uh, yeah, where are we in this episode? I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm oh, also I'm lost. I was hoping you would guide me home. Yes. yes. Okay. I have a met. My met is kind of related to being lost in the spreadsheet of the podcast, which is just, I don't know. We're halfway through. Over here at Washu, we're halfway through the semester, and I'm just still not really feeling like in the game. I'm going through the motions; it's fine, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. It's not a low, but it's not a high because I don't feel like wow, I'm learning. This is so interesting, right? Etc. That's my math. very different from your residency experience. Sounds like. Hmm. What's your meh? My meh? Well, so this last week, 
we got an email from our Office of Career and Student Development about, well, letting us know that federal judicial clerkships are, uh, the portal is up and running now. And I thought, aha, finally, I was kind of waiting to hear, like I'd been Googling around to see how you can apply for a clerkship. Um, so this, the, the message was, was very well-timed and I open it up and, you know, I, I read the instructions. I, I make my account on what's called Oscar. That's the portal. I have no idea what that's an acronym for. I'm assuming it's an acronym. Um, (laughs) they just named him Oscar. Yeah. It's just our AI. He is sentient. He will give you a clerkship. His name is Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, so I started uh, just kind of perusing some of the available clerkships, and um, it was really discouraging. <laughs> um, because, you know, like, I'm a pretty good law student, um, but most judges seemingly will not consider your application unless you were on law review. And a lot of them even stipulate that it has to be law review. It can't be a secondary journal. I'm like, Jeez. oh my God, like, wow. <laughs> uh, so you have to be on law review and or you are in the top 10% of your class. Um, I'm like, well, shoot. This is uh, sounding like it's going to be a no-go for your girl, um, which is just a super bummer. Uh, and knowing how judges can be and how these processes go, it feels like a hard waste of my time to even like shoot my shot (laughs) knowing that I, that I don't qualify for, you know, whatever they're looking for. (laughs) I don't know. So that you ever consider clerkships that aren't like federal clerkships. Yeah, totally. State like district court. Absolutely. But I'm also confused as to how to apply to those if I'm being totally honest. Oh, no, I don't, I don't, like, all I know is that WashU really wants us to apply to clerkships, but you kind of, like, once you express interest in that, they, like, hold your hand, but before that, it's, like, quite a mystery. We got email about Oscar opening up as well, and it turns out, like, it's, like, not that many clerkships i heard this through the grapevine but from a reputable source i think but um there aren't even that many clerkships federal clerkships that washu students have gotten through oscar in recent years they're mostly through like direct applications and other ways of applying i find that very confusing as well like i know people who already who had clerkships before oscar even opened up how what like, is there one portal for clerkships or not? And it seems like no. And uh, is one of the many law school things that if you go into law school already knowing about it, you're at a huge advantage. Over yeah. Don't like there are many things like that. And that's part of why we have this podcast to kind of like level the playing field a little bit. And Reddit levels the playing field so much. But something about clerkships like it's not, there's not like a great guide that I've seen online that, I mean, I haven't really looked in earnest for one because I probably won't do one 
um, too much reading and writing and I'm ready to just make money and such. But, and I'm scared of being with a judge that has a very different political view than I do. But yeah, anyways, it's so weird. See, yeah. I love the reading and writing aspect of it. And I oh, think I would I, I would really like this, but ah. man, man, oh, man. There's so many different types of clerkships, though. Like, I know the federal ones are, like, the most prestigious and whatever. But um, I think if you're looking at it as, like, not a prestige marker, but as, like, an experience, then there's like plenty of opportunities that aren't just like law review only top 10% only, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think there's, there's opportunities out there. I just don't know how to get them, but I know. That Who knows? Are. We might figure <laughs> it out one day, but, and, and if I do, I will make sure to share it on the pod. Okay. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. Well, do you uh-huh. have any mess? Oh, just the thing I said earlier about not feeling in the game. Even in this episode, I feel like I've demonstrated that. I feel like I've said, um, more than usual. And I've kind of like dazed off into space. I'm listening, but like my eyes are kind of unfocused. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Because now I'm up. I need to get my head in the game, right? I have a lot of explaining to do now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm here waiting for all of the explanations okay. on AI. Oh, did you hear my back crack just now? I just did a nice back crack. That was your okay. back? No, just now that was my knuckle, but right before that, I got <laughs> like a, a nice back crack. I'm waking up. Okay, everyone. Um, so like Oscar, there are many <laughs> names <laughs> that I don't need to transition like that. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> God, I'm struggling. All right. Um, I'll just go. I just kind of have a list of them. So these are some online tools that uh, I have been experimenting with using in clinic. Um, and I'll hopefully have kind of a method in place before I start work this summer. Uh, My hope is just to not have to experiment on the job. Kind of like exactly what you were saying with the judge and wanting to like, like talk in front of the judge before you do it this summer. I just want to, because I'm like one of my big fears about this summer is actually just like doing work all day, every day and being on top of my shit. (laughs) I haven't done that in a really long time. Like, being a student is kind of great. I mean, you can never fully relax because there's always something you could be doing. But on the other hand, you can fully relax sometimes because you have one exam and that's, like, your whole grade. And you can kind of pull it all together at the end of the semester after slacking off some. But not so on the job. You have to actually work every day and, like, have billable hours and such. So I just feel very out of the habit. Clinic this semester for me is only 10 hours a week. So, um, yeah, that's, like, a short experiment. But even even scaling that up to, like, 40, 50 hours a week is going to be tricky. Um, so I am 
over-preparing, perhaps, just like the episodes before we actually started law school, which is crazy that our recorded voices are out there before we did this. But um, these are at least options. Maybe some of them will be redundant. Um, And I've actually, like, even dropped certain ones already because they take too much time to upkeep for example trello and other to-do list apps are not nearly as good for me as just making a to-do list on a legal pad and then on the next day flip the page and if there was something from the previous day that I didn't write out I'll write it out kind of the handwriting kind of slows me down in a way that when I'm typing a to-do list I can just like keep typing everything I think of I can put on there and then I don't know. I don't get the satisfaction of crossing it off. Mm. So that's the one change I've made. But that's a very, um, I'm, I'm a big crosser offer. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And just writing notes and like on the, on the side, the non linear uh, organizational abilities of a piece of paper. Underrated. So uh, that being said, here are a lot of computer based tools. This is one that I just heard of this week. It's called Meter, M-E-E-T-E-R. It's for meetings. So say that you have some meetings over Zoom, some meetings over Microsoft Teams. Um, Just, you know, how we're using these different platforms. And I have heard that that's the case at the firm I'm working on. I wonder if that's okay for me to say out loud, but... I think that's probably the case in a lot of different firms. Like maybe you're going to an American Bar Association webinar and they're using like GoToMeeting or WebEx. So you have all these different links and they're all in your calendar. It just seems annoying for Meter. Like it just has a um, thing on the side that you press a button that says like join meeting (laughs) for whatever is coming up on your calendar oh that's that's handy absolutely instead of having to open up your calendar event and like find out what it is click on it like all that it's one of those things that like sounds like it's not a big deal if you're listening to this and you're thinking like okay why not just open up your calendar event and click on the webex and then for the next meeting, click on the Zoom. It's kind of hard to describe how those little annoyances wear you down day after day. <laughs> Anything you can do to make your life a little bit easier will be like once I'm done reading through this list, if you actually like implemented a lot of these, you wouldn't just be saving 10 seconds. You'd be saving like several minutes, which, you know, also doesn't sound like a lot, but like. It just is when you think about your attention span and your ability, like, and your mental health, like having to switch, at least for me, having to switch my like brain between like focus, deep focus, and then thinking like, when is that meeting? Where is that meeting again? Mm. You know, to have it all just uh, streamlined is easier for me. Um, Okay. Related to that, uh, I mentioned this last time, Boomerang is a service for 
um, email outlook and Gmail at least, and maybe others, but I only know of those two for now and it'll do great things such as pausing your inbox. So say you are in a period of deep, deep focus Mm -hmm. and you just don't want to have like alerts coming up all the time. And you're like, just pause my inbox for like 25 minutes or something. Uh, That's an option. You can also send emails later. And so say you're working on an email at like 6 PM and you Mm -hmm. know, the other person's probably also working, but you don't want them to respond right away. You're like technically after hours, this is just a hypothetical, not something I'm saying I would do, but (laughs) say that you don't want a response right away. You just want to like type up all your thoughts. You can have it send the next morning at 8 AM and then, you know, then it'll be on them to respond. Um, My favorite thing that Boomerang does is send an email back to you. So say that you're emailing a client saying like, I need a a signature ASAP. You can tell Boomerang if this person hasn't responded to this email in 24 hours, Mm -hmm. send the email back to my inbox. And what'll happen is like, you'll get a new email pop up and it'll be like unread and it'll just be the same email that like that you sent them but now you can go back and press like reply and reply straight to them and that might sound redundant if you're the type of person who sends an email to a client and then writes on your to-do list like follow up with this client but that can be like tricky because you'd have to somehow remember in like 24 hours to to like look back at this to-do list. You know what I mean? Um, Right. Conditional logic. You can't necessarily send, you can't like make a timer on your calendar to remind yourself to look at it because what if they've respond to it in 20 minutes, then you're going to have this like cluttered calendar. So I really like this method of organization when you treat your inbox as a to-do list, not your only to-do list, but if you're always trying to get your inbox to zero, which is not something I do in my personal life, as we know, Mm -hmm. but I think it's like a pretty good professional goal because it means that you have addressed literally everything that anyone has emailed you about, either addressed it or like archived it. But if you're treating your inbox like that, like a list, then having the email just come back to you into your inbox, then like creates that new task for you. Um, So I don't know if that makes sense, like here, just hearing that without like seeing it in action. But I mean, I feel like it's pretty intuitive. Like, I feel like I, I understand it. Okay. Yeah. I guess anyone who's like used to using email all the time at work. I know some people who are like, I'm over email. I'm like, I don't think you get to be over email yet. I don't know. What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some people are like, don't email me. I don't do email. I don't know what they do. Um, But at least at work, (laughs) you know, and along with that, if you're treating your inbox as a to-do list, then unsubscribing from things like unroll.me. I don't know what they're, security is like now they had there were some people who were concerned about their security maybe a year or two ago but um if you like log in through email with that 
plug in or something, they can show you everything you're subscribed to and you can just click unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Um, or you can like roll up the emails that you do want. Say you actually want the coupon from the art store that they email out and the coupon from like Domino's or whatever. You can like roll it into one daily email for everything that's like, you know, not work related. Um, and then in Gmail, there are like, you can have separate inboxes and you can have, you can tell the AI to separate your priority inbox from your other inbox. So say you don't have time to do unroll me or go through inbox zero or any of that. Gmail will learn which things are actually important and put them like at the top. Like it'll on your screen, there'll be two different inboxes and the one on the top is the priority inbox. So that can be helpful as well. Um, okay. So those are, that's stuff for email. Um, related to email is calendars. And um, I guess you probably won't be doing too much like scheduling as a legal intern or a first year associate. However, if you are, um, like even say like going out to lunch with um summer associate as your first year intern whatever i really like using calendly Ooh, me too i'm a big calendly fan it makes you look so professional it's so professional it's so easy so i know that what's the other one that's really popular but incredibly overwhelming (laughs) that you like send around to get everyone's polls for like oh 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 um oh my god it's i know that doodle Doodle. Okay. So this is like the better doodle. Um, so you go through your calendar and choose like six times or whatever that work for you. And you put it into Calendly. Then you send that link. It actually doesn't even have to be six discrete times. You just whole sections of calendar you highlight or whatever. And then, um, you send your link to your Calendly to someone and they can sign up for a time that works for them. So none of that back and forth, what time is good for you, what time is good for you, whatever. So great. Um, what is next? Okay. I do really like Timely. I mentioned that last time. Um, it's There are a lot of different ways for keeping track of billable hours if you're listening to this and are not really sure what that is a lot of law firms will have you keep track of your time not in hours increments like you don't you don't punch in when you get to work and punch out when you leave but you personally are responsible for writing down in six minute increments what you are working on for which client and then logging that so that the law firm can bill the client uh, appropriately. So if you were, you know, working, if you were spending two hours researching for this one client, they're going to charge that client like two hours worth of work because, you know, we got to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were reading and responding to an email for six minutes, that you'll get paid for that too. 
the only thing is like it's incredibly annoying to always be writing down like on my to-do list what I used to do with my legal pad was like um say that I had like I, I have to keep track of clinic hours so like we have a clinic seminar every week and I would write down like the time it started and then the time that we like left because it wasn't always exactly two hours sometimes it'd be like an hour 48 minutes or something and so I'd write that down great for like a long seminar really annoying for like sending emails so timely is something that is always in the background of your computer watching everything you do so Mm. definitely for some of these things like check with your firm check with (laughs) whatever um you know there might be privacy issues there or just different expectations of what you'll do on like company computers so that caveat I should have given in the beginning but um I've been using timely on my own computer because it's mine I don't I don't care uh for now doing clinic stuff so it um when you sign in it will show you like what exactly like how many minutes exactly you are doing each each thing and I go back and forth between like I'll be in a word document and then I'll hear my email ding so I'll go my email and it just like shows that without me having to think of anything Hmm. that being said um one kind of workaround that would not always work but can help you keep track of your time a little easier is to use the Pomodoro technique for Uh. working because then you know that you've worked 25 minutes on something. Like if you have something that does require like intense concentration where you don't want your, to be interrupted by that email, you might pause your inbox with boomerang and then either set your timer for the Pomodoro for, to use the Pomodoro technique, which is, I think Pomodoro just means tomato in Italian and those little um, timers in the kitchen that are like the tomato that you twist and it like ticks down. Yes. 30 minutes. So this, with this technique, you're 25 minutes on five minutes off, 25 minutes on five minutes off. Um, and I have an app that's called forest. It costs like $3, which sucks, but it uses the 25 minute timer. And in that time, the, (laughs) the app plants a little tree in your forest and the tree is growing during that 25 minutes and if you leave the app the tree will die and then it'll show up as like a dead tree in your forest oh my it's like a, a nice little external motivator and when you successfully like concentrate for those 25 minutes and your tree grows it like releases you you can do whatever and you get nine coins and after like twenty thousand coins or something you can plant a real tree you like you like you can't do anything else with your coins on the app. You just save them until you can have them plant a real tree. <laughs> so I love that. It's like just the amount of external motivation that I need. I'm like, if I look away from this app, I won't get the coins. I won't be able to plant the tree. So um, <laughs> that's that's if you need help actually implementing the Pomodoro technique because you can set the timer, but if you are going to get distracted by your phone, that's no good. So. Um, let me see what else I do 
think that this is going to be different for everyone, but whatever you're using for in the cloud, like as backups, so maybe like uh, Box, Dropbox, Google Drive, it's just good to keep those organized. And if you're using um, Zapier, you can have things be sent there immediately, like automatically. Um, so like for clinic, we use Box and it's just like Google Drive or Dropbox. Um, and one of our expectations with Box is that we upload PDF versions of all of our correspondence with our clients. And that's really helpful to look over like for future clients in the clinic. I've, I've read over previous correspondence from previous clients and say that you're working for somewhere that has a similar requirement. Um, you can have, you can set like, you can tell Zapier, every time I email with this person, send a PDF to this folder in Dropbox. And then you never have to think about it again, but you're still in compliance. Like that's great. So if you have record keeping requirements, um, administrative requirements, like if you are with a firm that uses a different site, like Slack, for example, I've never really gotten the hang of Slack and I find it very distracting. And it's like, I'm just used to using email, but you can tell Zapier, like if someone sends me a direct message on Slack, send me an email. And if I worked in a law firm like that, I don't know what law firm uses Slack. So this is just an example. But if, if that were the case for me, I would set that up and then I would just open Slack when I was like notified. Um, so that I didn't have it up as a distraction. Uh, but there's a lot of different cross app rules that you can set with Zapier. So like if you are trying to get new clients for the firm, I don't know what first year associate would be doing that. That's like much later on. But if you're working for a small firm, if you're doing what you're doing, Megan, like if you're setting up your own um firm you might have leads come in from twitter from instagram from facebook and like having that like go through a like process like all of all of their info can go into a spreadsheet you can get a notification they it can have like an email drafted responding like thanking them for signing up or whatever all of these things can be like automatic automated mm -hmm. um and just save people a lot of time Related to that, um, I've also looked into, this shows just how scared I am of, of being on top of stuff, but I've looked into virtual assistants, which are kind of like administrative assistants or executive assistants, <laughs> but who work remotely. And you can text them and say, you know, hey, can you uh, place my grocery order to come to my house? Um, and here's the list of things. And then they do it and you're paying them probably, you know, an amount of money that's stupid for grocery shopping because you could totally do that on your own, but you're just buying yourself time. Um, and I've looked into magic and fancy hands the most. So those are, uh, those are, those are out there. Um, I think before you even become very busy, there's a lot of things you can automate in your personal life. Like um, 
just put your bills on auto pay once you start making money and you're not a student, you know, just never, you should never have to think about <laughs> assuming you have, assuming the paycheck you're getting is uh, that you can anticipate it. Just like not having to think about like rent, if the rent payment can come out like automatically, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other examples, but I can't. Um, and then I think the last thing, oh, 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 wait, there was another thing too. This is something I tried, but I don't actually think is particularly useful. I One thing that I am also scared about is just taking notes during meetings. Um, I don't want to like miss something important. Uh, and staying organized with like handwritten notes can be really tricky. So I did use otter.ai for some classes to like play around with it. And it is an AI transcription service, um, which is amazing to just like have a transcript of everything that was said, but it's so much text it's too much. Like you never need that. You need the notes to be like concise. Mm. And, and so, you know, maybe only as like a supplement to, if you're taking a really detailed, if you know, you have a client who like speaks really fast. I don't know. I, it may be in some scenarios in addition to like having it recorded, having like giving the AI the first crack at it and then you can go in and edit it. It might save time. I don't know when that would be helpful, but, um, okay. And then the last thing is I have no idea how I'm going to keep up with, um, like legal news and changes in the field. So I do really like Feedly. Uh, it just can get like, you can, really customize your feed uh, without having to actually go on Twitter and get sucked into Twitter, for mm. example. Like, you can just put in a Twitter, like, ABA News or something, and, like, just the legal section of Bloomberg or something. Just get, like, your news all in one place and, and make it specific. You know, if you're just doing tax law, you can make it specific. New journal articles, whatever all in one place. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm scared that, you know, some kind of news outlet, if I go into it with a good intentions of just finding out what's new in my field, I'm going to end up getting like, sucked oh, down the black hole. Yeah. Much more interesting than writing emails to clients. Um, oh, spending of writing emails. I've actually never used Grammarly. Have you used that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I have Grammarly Do like um, downloaded. I love it. Okay, I should write. I should put that on the list too. Maybe you could tell me about some things you like, if or that you used in residency. Like you, you said you use Grammarly, so that's great. Um, well, I I have Grammarly downloaded as an extension on um, Gmail. Okay. So yes. I only use it when I'm doing emails because when mm. when you're writing emails, like for the most part, unless it's a really important email, I'm kind of like writing them quickly and then doing a quick scan to make sure there are no glaring errors and then sending it off. But Grammarly mm -hmm. acts as a fail safe. So even if you do that exactly what I described and you miss something, it'll catch it for you and it highlights it. Um, 
and it and it it makes a suggested edit, which I which I love, and often I'm I take the edit. Uh, another thing that it does that I really like is it will it's reading the email that you type up, and in the bottom right hand corner, it has this little pop up, and um, it tells you what they think the tone of the email is, and there are these little like, emoticons. There's like a handshake emoticon, a heart emoticon, a thumbs up emoticon. It's like this email comes across as 60% professional and 40% friendly. And then like you can change a couple words around and it's like, well, now it's 80% professional and 20% friendly. Amazing. Yeah. Which I I really, really like it. I don't use it for any of my legal writing because it would just be so obnoxious because you you and I both know (laughs) Legal writing is so different. Um, yeah. But for emails, absolutely. Highly recommend. Nice. What else did you use to be professional in your residency? A lot of, <clears throat> a lot of templates. I really didn't use any AI uh-huh. at all. The one thing, okay. um, the one platform that I got familiar with was Clio. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we use it in clinic. I like Clio. Yeah, I really like Clio. So for those of you who don't know, Clio is like a client management platform, um, which basically just centralizes all the contact that you have with somebody and like the payments that they that they have or have not made. Um, yeah, it's really intuitive. And it's like, it, it'll save you if, you if you let it. Anytime that you have interaction with a client, you would put a note, or at least I would put a note down. So if ever somebody said, oh, did anyone email or like call so-and-so? I could look at their file and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I called them on this day at this time. And they didn't answer or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, we did that, too. That's great. Yeah. I know that's one of those things that, like, if your firm doesn't have it, you can't just get it. Like, you just got to hope that you're working for a place that has it. <laughs> well, so because I've been, like, kind of curious about starting my own thing, I was looking into Clio yes. pricing. yeah. And I thought it was going to be like a $300 a month subscription. And I'm sure for like a big firm it might be. But if you're just one person who's using like the basic subscription, I think it's only like 50 bucks a month. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't suggest that you couldn't get it. But I mean, like if you do go work for a firm, you know, you can't be the only one in the oh, firm. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That does surprise me that that's like reasonable. Yeah, it is. It's more reasonable than I thought it would be. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool that you're thinking about stuff like that. Well, yeah. I don't know. Did I tell you that? I, I did tell you that Adam's thinking about going to nursing school. Yes. That's yeah. amazing. I know. So, you know, depending on what happens in, like, our life, our, our lives slash our, our marital life <laughs> Um, (laughs) we might have to, to put my, my dream of starting my own thing on hold for a little bit. Um, but that's totally fine. Cause I mean, it's kind of intimidating to begin with, but, um, Mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Something a little bit more steady, a little more predictable. Yeah. A little predictable for a little while longer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Well, yeah. that's exciting because there's going to be a lot of good places that you can work at before you have your own signing shed. Yes, my very own signing shed. Boy, I can't wait. <laughs> well, Lydia, that's... 
That's all I have for you. I know I didn't mention Evernote this time, but it's because I I just, there's some things that like, it's going to work. It's like, however someone just figures out how to keep to-do lists and write notes for themselves, like, I don't know, that seems so specific to every person. But I will say Evernote is great for like, taking pictures of handwritten text and having it recognize it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. We like And Adobe Acrobat for editing PDFs is so great. But that's, that's basic stuff. Everybody knows that probably. Uh, Okay. Now I'm really done. I'm just writing it. (laughs) Okay. I should try to make a blog post about this with everything. Linked. Oh, that would be super helpful. Yeah, centralize yeah. all of that info. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week. Yes. All right. Y'all soon. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye, Lydia. Goodbye. Good night, Moon. Good night, Moon. <laughs>